You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. Welcome to the show. I'm Dr. Corey Allen, alongside my wife, Pam. Hola. Each and every week, we are here having conversations where sometimes it's us, sometimes we host the world's smartest relationship minds, Mm -hmm. because we want to help frame conversations for couples that are whatever might be going on in their marriage, we want them to face it better mm-hmm. because that helps create a deeper understanding of how relationships work. And then those conversations can propel your life and marriage forward. So if you're new to the show, and you want an easy way to share, Pam, what we need to tell them how to do is go to the smrnation.com forward slash starter, which is our starter mm-hmm. packs. And that gives a collection of our favorite episodes by topic or even by most downloaded. And that just gives you an easy way for people to start. Perfect. And if you listen on Spotify, you can just search for us on Spotify and find it there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you got some feedback for the show, something we missed, you want us to address something specifically, call us at 214-702-9565 or email us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. So coming up today, Pam, I'm quite excited. You've had, we and I have had some conversations about this for the recording I had with Brant Hansen, mm-hmm. who's a radio host, actually, a DJ, if you will, for Christian radio. And an author. And an author. Uh, and a guy that's just trying to, he keeps showing up. That's that's kind of the impromptu uh, bio about him. Is he's just a guy that keeps showing up and people keep asking him to do things. <laughs> so it's kind of worked out okay. Um, there's a calling somewhere there that... I don't believe in coincidences, things Correct. that just happen, right? But we have a conversation about his book, The Win- Men We Need. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after uh, the conversation, we've got some feedback at the end of the show today. And on the extended content today, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, go to smrnation.com forward slash Academy to join. We go deeper into the idea of um, unoffendable, how we react to things mm-hmm. and how there's like this righteous anger mm. that's out there in the world. And maybe we're off base. Maybe. So all that's coming up on today's show. Well, to those in the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation, uh, they may or may not know how much of a reader I am, but like a, two months ago, I came across Brant Hansen and his book, Unoffendable. Uh, plowed through that real quick, which then led me straight to The Truth About Us, which I absolutely loved because it's just that idea. The subtitle is a very good, The Very Good News About How Very Bad We Are, which I totally agree with. And then his most recent book is The Men We Need, God's Purpose for Manly Men, The Avid Endorsement, or Any Man Willing to Show Up. And so it is a huge honor to welcome Brant Hansen to the show today. Thanks, man. I like that. Sexy Marriage Radio Nation. That's cool. Well, I, I, I kind of look at it as anybody that listens to the show, they're part of the nation. You know, yeah, just I like that. I'm going totally, to take that. Uh, it's yours. Take it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> totally fine. Cool. Um, so, Brent, this, this is going to be fun because um, I, I've read a, a whole lot of books on uh, men and manliness. I do mastermind groups for men um, on just where we can't. The, the only hard and fast rule in these groups is you can't talk about what you do for a living because that's usually hmm. just our go-to and then we don't yep. go beyond. And so I was intrigued by uh, your newest book and absolutely loved it. And I guess let's just start with there with how, how did this come about? Well, it's it's kind of it's a great first question because I'm not the typical guy to write a man book, and um, I'm a I'm more of a nerdy person. My my coffee mug I know people can't see it on the podcast, but it's a periodic table. But I have a puppet collection. I play the flute and the accordion. 
Uh, I was president of the Illinois Student Librarians Association for the entire state of Illinois. So That's strong. Yeah, I don't want to intimidate anybody with that, but it's a fact. <laughs> you know, if you, it ain't bragging if you can back it up. Yep. So, uh, so, yeah, so, uh, but I've been married long enough, 32 years, and my wife supports this, like, like trying to, trying to pass some wisdom along for like, and, and my producer, my show, she's a single woman, she's in her forties and we've been working together for 10 years and she grew up in Pittsburgh, steel workers, football yeah. players, yeah. T- you know, hunters. She's like, what the heck is this guy? Like she shows up and I'm to my show and sees this weird manifestation of, of a man. Mm-hmm. And then she comes to my house and she's like, wait a second, this guy's onto something. He makes everybody feel secure around him. And right. she encouraged me to write this thing. And I think that is the nubbin when you get right down to it, when I, I try to get at it in the book. But like all the other stuff is just trappings of, of masculinity, I think. And uh, but when you get right down to it, this is this is the essence of it. Right. Because you're, you're talking about something deeper because you you even go with this idea that I, I love you expounded on the idea of uh, Adam and in the Bible and the idea of. You know, he, he didn't show up in a lot right. of ways. Right. And, and he had a job, which was – and this is what I'm trying to say too because so many people have deconstructed masculinity. Well, okay, and a lot of that is good stuff. I mean it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's reasonable to deconstruct things that need to be blown up. But what's the construction? Right. Like we actually need a, a, a vision of what we're supposed to be rather than what we're not supposed to be at some point. So I was trying to take a shot at it by saying, I think it's the job that Adam was given specifically at the beginning to be a keeper of the garden. That means a protector of this space and somebody who allows the people around him or the vulnerable species to thrive Mm -hmm. because he's who he is. Like Mm -hmm. it should be life giving. People shouldn't feel threatened. They should feel protected. Right. So so there's a lot to that. it's not just about physical protection. It's about, again, the people around me should be able to bloom. Right. Uh, because of me being a keeper of the garden. Obviously, Adam totally blows it. He's utterly passive. He doesn't rise to the occasion, and we're still suffering for that. But, like, uh, yeah, that, that's the, that's what I was trying to do is give that box top picture to the puzzle of what is masculinity. I think that's it. Yeah, and I, I love that because you're. we are in a society right now, you know, at the time of this recording – that um, it's it's tearing everything down, and some of the mm-hmm. stuff absolutely needs to be. But then you have to it, that immediately begs the question of to replace with what? Yeah, with what? So, like, if you're a 17 year old guy, it's great to have deconstruction of toxic masculinity. Okay, but who am I? Like, what the <laughs> heck am I supposed to be doing? Right. And if you don't have a vision for that, you're aiming at nothing, which means it's just nihilism, mm-hmm. and you're just bathing in nihilism and video games and pornography and whatnot. It's like. Unless you have a better vision, you can't replace all that garbage. Mm-hmm. Not that video games are garbage. Actually, I still play them, but you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I actually used uh, your chapter uh, with my son on the idea of you don't play the first person ones because they're too immersive and you would love it too much and you would never get anything done. And so you're like, out of wisdom, I probably shouldn't do something I really, really love that much because it's could just I could go overboard. Yeah, I like I taking that tack instead of just a blanket. These things are evil. It's like actually the, the biggest problem is that they're too fun. Right. <laughs> and I, I, I have to look at myself and reasonably say, like, to your son, to, or like, look, we don't want to be a guy who sits and has pretend adventures, right? Right. I mean, so we kind of, it's, it's, it's so fun. It's easy to level up. You get a dopamine rush. It's easier than real life. 
Right. But we, that's not who we want to be, right? And usually even a 14-year-old could be like, yeah, I get that. I get it. It's a good escape, but it's not something that provides a whole lot of meaning long-term. No. That, no. that I feel really successful in conquering of things. Right. It's fake. Yeah. It's, 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 you've got this drive to conquer things or to do the right thing or defend or, or perform heroic deeds. That mm-hmm. drive shouldn't be met through fake life. Right. Although that is a lot of what the world proposes. Absolutely. But it's such a rope-a-dope. Yep. Because for guys, um, especially, but for women too, it's just like this feels like the real thing. And then, pal, you're left with just yourself. Right. Over and over and over. And that seems to be the nature of, of hell. Like, we people choose it. Yeah. Because it, it looks good and then, bam, oh, we're suffering. Yeah. So you, you, you alluded to this earlier. Uh, I, I love the concept of uh, men and passivity is, is one of the bigger issues um, that, that even started with Adam in the sense that he was passive. He didn't show up and yeah. it, it, expound on that. Well, I've heard people call it toxic passivity, and I think, I think it's very true. And in Adam's case, I always thought, maybe you did too, but I honestly always thought like when – when the tempter shows up with Eve, that Adam was like two miles away, naming, yeah. naming hippos and giraffes and stuff. <laughs> and so he didn't know what was going on. But if you actually read the biblical account, it sounds like he's right there. Right. He's just not doing anything. And like, right. this is what you're tasked to do. So he doesn't do anything. He's utterly passive. He even has Eve hand him the fruit. Like he doesn't yep. even reach up and grab it. So... I do see that a lot, and I know you probably encounter this a lot in what you do with in, in your work, but I've heard from counselors that passive guys in marriage are a big thing, and it's just, it's in some cases, it's more prevalent that they're finding than actually the toxic, he man, I'm going to run and domineer everything. Yeah, that that's a much more common trait uh, it, from my experience too, um, and it, I think what it what it evolves devolves into more often is it's the passive husband and controlling wife, and neither one of them are really good at either one of those right. roles, right? Or nor yeah. do they want to be. No, one of we those don't need roles. we don't need either person to be either one of those things. Right? We don't need we don't need that flip flopped. We don't need, but a, a man who actually understands his role. What I was trying to say in this book, too, and I hope I hope this came through. I imagine it did. I wasn't telling guys you should you should be this keeper of the garden because women find it highly attractive. Right. But they do. Right. So it should be very instructive about who we really are when we're at our best, because my wife, even though I'm not a handyman, even though I, I have neurological problems, shouldn't really be shooting guns and stuff. Like I, I'm none of those things. Right. Can't ride a, last time I was on a motorcycle, I hit a park truck and that's a, that's a true story. <laughs> like, even though I'm not those things, when I do show a willingness mm-hmm. to do whatever it takes to defend her or make her feel secure or my family or neighbors or little mm-hmm. kids, or she finds that extremely attractive. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling guys like, it's not a mystery why always the most attractive occupation for a man, according to women, is firefighter. Always. It sh- always shows up number one. Yeah. Because there's this, there's this thing about a guy who's willing to go into a fire to rescue a, a child. 
yeah. that women will always find attractive. And it should show us, it should point us to something because women are so brilliant and intuitive about who we're supposed to be. Right. Yeah, and I think I think a close second in that survey is podcasters, right? Podcast <laughs> hosts. <laughs> if only. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the only like I'm a radio guy. The only time that we show up is like the most narcissistic, you know, jobs, <laughs> radio people. Like, dang it. Well, okay, maybe maybe they're sampling the wrong people. We can, yeah. we can go with that. Yeah, um, that's what I say. But, 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 but yeah. I was just going to say on the passive uh, thing, a lot of times we don't identify that as threatening to our wives because we're so passive, but it is right. threatening. Right. No, it's I uns- mean, it, it's unsettling. Yeah, because it, it, it sets up the scenario where um, too often, particularly if kids are involved, and, and mm-hmm. most of the people in the nation probably have experienced this in some regards. If you have if you have kids in your in your relationship, that. Uh, you, you have another kid to take care of in a lot of ways because he yes. he doesn't stand up and make decisions. He doesn't take care of what he's responsible to take care of. And and then you wonder, and this is the thing I love whenever guys ask me, what's I don't understand. My sex life is horrible. My passion uh-huh. is gone. I'm like, okay, well, are you acting like a child? Because <laughs> there's, there's likely she's not going to want to have sex with a child. That's exactly right. It's, oh, man. And... It, the passivity undermines everything. And by passivity, again, I mean this this question in a woman's mind of whether he will actually do what needs done, whether he's really engaged or not. Right. Because she's thinking, I, am I going to wind up on my own? Do I have to do everything for myself? Right. Am I the only one who really cares about this? Are the kids and I are the only, like, do I have another child in the house? That's so unsettling. It, and again, so unattractive. Yeah. So I have to be aware of that. I can sit and play FIFA like on my PlayStation for hours, but I have to be aware that if I'm not engaged with real life and do stuff, my wife is not going to find that to be particularly hot. Right. Because she's she's like, what? You're being childish at some point. Right. But and this is what's so great of, of what the way you frame this is. It's not that that's not a an okay thing to do is play FIFA, but set some yeah. guidelines for yourself and Absolutely. stop and then re-engage because everybody escapes. Everybody wants Absolutely. moments to, you know, of just joy or, or getting lost in some other world, but right. then well, come out of it and be a part of the world again. Well, look, I'm a Tolkien fan, but if I'm, if I'm ignoring issues in life just to be in middle earth, in my brain, which right. frankly I, I generally am, but if I'm ignoring <laughs> issues in life, that's very indicative to her that I'm not being the man I could have been or should be that she hoped right. I was going to be. Right. Like these are these are things that a woman is hoping. And what I was trying to say in the book too, none of this is is chauvinistic or misogynistic. What I'm saying no. is the opposite. It's like we would have if if guys if guys had this role of keeper of the garden, they understood it and they did it. Our neighborhoods would be safer. There would be no need for a Me Too movement, right? Because because that's a betrayal of the role of a of a keeper of the garden is to actually be a threat to a woman or to a vulnerable person, right? It's the exact opposite. So everybody benefits again if we actually do inhabit this role. Yeah, and and so what are just to I'm I'm curious because you you go through this and and you've talked about this before and some of the other things I've seen of you. Um, ways guys can show up because what the world proposes is the machismo 
yeah. hey, this is this is what you're supposed to do. Go out and conquer this or go on this big grand adventure or go hunt or well, whatever. But in reality, it's a whole lot more variety than that. Totally. And that's that's a wonderful thing for somebody like me. And that's why I include avid endorsement like most guys book and you know this it's not a slam on them but i i I had to tell my own publisher like they're like so the cover we're we have some cover ideas i'm like do not do a cover where it's a silhouette of a dude like standing on top of a mountain flexing or whatever right like i don't climb mountains nothing against it right but there's there's an awful lot of us whose everyday lives are not meme worthy and we're not silhouetted all the time against something awesome. Right. Like the daily life, you might be an IT professional, you might be a podcaster, you might be a therapist, you might be like whatever. But like in those roles, I'm telling guys, like if you if you reorient those roles to becoming a keeper of the garden in your roles where you protect the vulnerable, use whatever resources you have. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's through giving, maybe it's through knowing people in your neighborhood, but being that, that it gives life to you. Because you, you'll find it energizing. Mm-hmm. But I've had, again, I'm very thankful for this, but even in my nerdy ways, like, so I'm I'm good with words generally. I mean, I need to be for radio generally. And the funny thing is I'm having a halting, difficult time talking about this. <laughs> I'm good with words. <laughs> I'm good with words. I'll watch what I'm going to string together here. Yes. I'm so gooder than you guys. <laughs> No, like um, I get to use my words for this ministry I work with called Cure, which mm-hmm. Cure has these hospitals around the world. These are for kids that have correctable disabilities. So I, I help I help these hospitals get funding to provide surgeries to kids that are abused. And and they could if they just had access to surgeries that they could walk. Right. So and we get to tell them about Jesus. So that's I'm coming from that angle. That's who we are. Um, right. But. To be a, be a part of all these kids' stories, even though I'm not a he-man, protector, that kind of guy, I still am a protector. Right. I just use my words to do it. Right. And that's true, just as, as one more thing, that's true in your own home. Right. Because you think, and I, I mentioned this in the book, someone else, had, someone else had given this example, a lot of us guys will pat ourselves on the back, like, yeah, if there's an intruder in our house... I will stand up and I'll never let somebody, you know, attack my wife. I will do whatever it takes. Like, that's good. That's a good starting point. But one guy had the realization. He said, I realize most of the time that actually doesn't happen. But what does happen is the intruder is me. Mm-hmm. With my words, mm-hmm. I'm actually I'm actually destabilizing instead of building up so my wife can bloom and thrive. I'm actually destabilizing or cutting her down or subtly not blessing her with my words. So it can start right there, no matter what your job is, no matter whether you're, you know, ripped or, you know, whatever, doesn't matter. You can start with your words. Right. And, and I think what, what your the distinction of what I'm hearing you talk about, Brant, is this idea of, it's not that I'm just buttering her up. It's just, it, it, it couples with all we've talked about thus far. It's just, it's my presence. It's my engagement. It's my sharing of myself and inviting of her to do the same. And that's, that's just good relational dynamic. Yeah, it is. And it's funny because as I, I talked about this on one show fairly recently, and one of the comments I happened to catch on the YouTube 
was, was a, a guy actually said, oh, so you're talking about total emasculation then. I'm like, no, I'm talking about actually listening to your wife. Right. Actually listening is not emasculation. If you think it is, the irony is, and I could say this on the Sexy Marriage Podcast, you'll have less sex if you don't listen to your wife. Like, <laughs> like the emasculation thing, like, mm-mm. Yeah, bro. Like th- this is it. This this life giving protector, keeper yeah. of the garden. I want people to thrive around me. Role is is again. It's it's life giving in so many different areas. Right, and that's that's that idea we what we just talked about earlier too of the of the passivity is the emasculating. Yes, that's that's what that is actually. Yes, and um, you can be you can be passive and be totally jacked. Mm-hmm. But see, if, if guys mistake what masculinity is, the weird thing is your wife will not like you and she will not be attracted to your muscles. She actually will resent them mm-hmm. because you're not being this keeper of the garden that she knows whether she can articulate it or not. She knows that's who she wanted you to be. And you can spend all the time in the gym. You can have a giant, awesome truck. You can right. do all that stuff. She, she will actually be unsettled and will resent you for it. Conversely, you can be a little out of shape. You can uh, you mm-hmm. can drive uh, whatever small little but she she can find you extremely attractive if you're this kind of engaged guy who gets it right because that because that's what what you're describing is the synergy that happens between males and females mm-hmm. that yeah. a lot of times if if one of us doesn't show up and and play our role and I'm not that's not a distinct here's a defined small little it's it's uniquely who you are and engagement in that life then they will react and respond to that, which then you will react and respond to. And that's the vicious cycle that we can easily get into in marriage. Yeah, it can be a terrible cycle. Conversely, as you know, it can become virtuous. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but it, it, takes some, it takes ownership on both parts. And uh, if, if, again, if we don't have a vision for what that ownership looks like, then we, we're, we got a problem. Right. Right. And I, and I love that framework because it's, it's talking about there's something more that we need to be doing. So I think that's also deep into the DNA of humans is, yes. is we know, you know, getting that next house or getting that next job, or we all deeply know it's not going to sustain me. <laughs> it's not, right. not going to fulfill in the long run. Right. And uh, that's, that's why I appreciate about your, your, emphasis in, in what you're doing to say change is good. Like mm-hmm. we're all becoming something. God is very interested in who we're becoming. That's his chief interest as far as I understand it. Mm-hmm. And so that's based on what we're doing today. What we're paying attention to today will determine everything for the future. Right. Um, so yeah, that can start today. So it's really an opportunity. It's not a guilt trip. It's like if you've blown it, no. so have I. But man, we can start this today, and it's gonna. There's gonna yeah. be some pretty immediate effects. Yeah, I mean, it, some of the easiest ways because this is what I still do. I'll have times with Pam. She'll be unloading because I'm married to a woman. She's a tax accountant, and so when it gets into the thick of things, yeah, um, she offloads her day to transition into home life. Sometimes, so it's it's a lot of listening to her, which I'm, I can easily do that because that's what I do for a living is yeah. listen. Um, but there's times where I'll be listening quote unquote but not paying attention and if when i recognize that <laughs> yeah the moving back into oh i'm so i'm sorry honey i checked out for a second where were you and yeah. that that's a recalibrating right back into presence 
Yes. And again, that's life giving to her. Mm -hmm. And she can she can be a star at work. She can mm-hmm. do her, her stuff well. She like feels secure. Like that's just that's going to help her thrive. And the cool thing of that is sometimes I'll if that happens to me and I'll re, re reorient back in, she can sometimes check it as, yeah, okay, I'm I'm just blabbering on and on and on. I don't even know what I'm still talking about anymore. Okay, <laughs> let's. What about this? And now all of a sudden we transition into home. Yeah, that's cool. Good. Yeah. yeah so that's need was met. Absolutely. That's great. Absolutely. Well, Brian, this has been this has been fun, and I, I can't thank you enough for the work that you do, uh, the messages you send, and would love it if you kind of let the nation know how can they find you. Well, um, BrantHanson.com is the way to do it, and it's B-R-A-N-C. It's Brant with an A and then Hanson, H-A-N-S-E-N. Um, and we, we do a podcast. It's called the Brant and Sherry Oddcast. We've been doing that for a while, too, and it's uh, – it's available all the usual places. Perfect. Well, I've, I've, I've enjoyed the conversation thus far, and I look forward to transitioning here in just a second to the extended content with you. Cool. So I'm curious what your takeaways are, Pam, from uh, the conversations with, with Brant today. What stood out to you? Well, number one, he said I was brilliant. <laughs> yes, he did think so. you were brilliant. <laughs> I liked him before, you know, when I read Unoffendable. I really, I, I loved him as an author. Now I really like him. I think he's a genius. Okay. And so to get in on this other validation that you got going on here, I want to get on it too, because he thought my perception of you was brilliant too. So <laughs> no, I, the, oh. back to it. So showing up, I, I just think this is key, right? Uh, yeah. Just his, the whole point of so many times people don't realize that I, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And what they're doing is not even just showing up. They're not being present where they are. I can provide all day long, but when I'm in the house with my family, if I'm not showing up with them, that speaks volumes. Yeah. I was fascinated with his take. Uh, it's, it's a similar thing, but he's, he kind of took it a little bit of a different slant that I've thought of on the idea of Adam was quiet during Eve's Mm, deception mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and sin, ultimately of eating the fruit. And I loved his idea of the main point is for men, we need to tend the garden. Mm. It's that same concept of show up. Mm -hmm. What am I responsible for? And then the other thing I really loved was his idea of those around me should flourish because of my presence. Mm. Yeah. That's a huge marker than more than just providing. Yeah. I provide rooms and environments for them to flourish yeah. as a good man. We've had a lot of that popping up kind of in our world of late. We were at a thing at church talking about don't come in and be the hero. Be a hero maker. Be a big right. cheerleader for others and enable them to, to be better. And right. that's an amazing thing as, an, as a parent, as a spouse, to be be there to allow those around you to flourish. Absolutely. That's not just exclusively to men then. That's exclusively no, to every every one of us. Yeah, yeah. Every that, husband, every wife, every mother, every father, um, friends. Yeah, let's let the people around us flourish and, and be excited when they do. I think of Ronald Reagan who who wanted... He didn't want credit for what he was doing. He just wanted what was good for the right. country. Yeah, his statement right? said, we can get a whole lot done if you don't care who gets the credit. Exactly. <laughs> That's a great comment from Ronald Reagan. Exactly. 
Well, if you like the show and you want to help us out by rating and reviewing SMR, do so please on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you listen. Your comments help us spread the word about the show and help others frame their conversations about what goes on behind closed doors. Transcripts are available for all the shows in the notes on each episode's page. All of our advertisers' deals and discount codes are also on each of the episode's pages at smrnation.com. Please consider supporting those who support the show. The greatest compliment that people can give us, Pam, about the show is to share it with those that they care about. Remember, we improve those around us when we improve ourselves and we make them the heroes in line with our conversation today. So take on yourself first by applying what you hear on our show each and every week. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you again next time.